This week on Together for Salem. And think about it. How do you discover something? You explore. You ask questions. Maybe you talk to somebody who's, who's been there. See, discovery requires the freedom to explore. And so we at Cross Creek want to be a place where people feel free and encouraged to explore. We want to be a people that allow others to ask questions, that allow others to have doubts and not just give them a pat answer, but say, you know what? No question is off limits. Let's discover this together because none of us ever fully arrive. There's always more to discover. Welcome to Together for Salem. This is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. I am Monica. I'm Liz. Welcome back, Liz. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Great to have you here. It is. In the garage. Yeah. We are excited about what lies ahead. Yeah. Part three. In this episode. That's right. Part three to four. It's a really important one. Um, we know how much time has been put into this one. Yeah. Um, not just John's time this last week, but all of our leadership team has put hours and hours of reading yeah. and praying and talking and brainstorming and this is the direction so we're excited yeah, we're about we're excited it. to share it with you guys we're not going to delay any longer we're going to pass it to john if you're new fill out the welcome card form okay. online easy to do it's a great way to say hello to us yeah we can say hello back we want to know who you are yeah but in the meantime enjoy this and we'll see <laughs> you on the other side for a couple giveaways um, and some other announcements perfect take it away john So in the last episode, we talked about uh, the ecclesia, the church that Jesus started, and how it's not a place, it's a group of people that Jesus said he was going to create, and he did create. The thing is, we often see following Jesus, though, like uh, golf, right? An individ individualistic activity that we just do by ourselves, and you know, we read our Bible by ourselves if we're that good. We pray by ourselves. We go to the church that you know helps feed us. But in reality, the ecclesia that we talked about, Jesus' gathering, is more like basketball or, or football or soccer. See, following Jesus is a team sport. We need each other in order to fully follow Jesus. But when we usually hear the word church, everyone brings their own ideas of what that team, that ecclesia, should look like, what that team should be doing. Whether it's, you know, well, the church is the Sunday event. You sing three to six songs, you have announcements, you have some guy do a sermon, you have a closing song, and then everybody gets coffee and donuts, right? Or church should be a beautiful building with stained glass, and we kneel and we stand and we recite things together. Or church, church should be a, a home group focused on service projects. Or... You know, church should be somebody just simply teaching the Bible. Church should be a dispenser of religious belief. See, we all have our own expectations and interpretations of what the church should be. But think about it. What happens when we bring those expectations and those interpretations of church into one team, into one organization? You have all these different ideas and expectations into one group of people. What happens? Chaos. 
right? Conflict. You get things like arguments over carpet color or disagreements about what leaders should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing with their time. You get uh, organizations and churches who are constantly changing directions because they're trying to, to keep people happy or they're trying to fulfill differing visions and different ideas and, and fulfill different preferences of what things should be. It's like a construction crew, right? They get there to build a building, but they can't agree on what the building is. Well, it should be a concert hall. No, it should be a hospital. No, it's gonna be a bar. Like it, you have all these different ideas. It doesn't, you can't build anything. And so as we at Cross Creek Community Church look at what lies ahead, it's important that we make sure we are all very clear on what we are doing and what we are creating, what we're building. See, there's a hundred ways to do, to be the church. In the last few episodes, we talked about why we feel at Cross Creek that God has led us to this certain way. We're not saying that we're better than other ways of church. We're just saying we want to be the best version of us as a local church. And so I want to be clear about what you, yeah, you personally, are invited to be a part of. So I want to talk about what Cross Creek's mission is, why we exist, and more specifically, where you fit into this mission. See, if we agree on our purpose, we can work together on purpose. So like I said, the last two episodes were the why of what we're doing. This episode, we're going to talk about what we're doing. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about how we're going to do that, if that all makes sense to you. And all of this, like we've said before, is still a work in progress. And we, we know things will change as we move, but it is time to move. And so we want to get going on what we're called to do. And so maybe you could see this episode kind of like in the next episode, kind of like basic training for CrossGreen. If you want to be part of CrossGreen, here's what we're doing and, and how. And so to, to kind of bring all this together, I want to look at a conversation that Jesus had. Almost a, it's like a teaching Jesus gave where he explained why he came to earth and what it actually looks like to follow him. And we find it in what we call the book of John. It's basically Jesus' best friend's eyewitness account of his life. And what we're going to find in this passage, it's what, what's it going to do is going to help us frame what we're doing and how we all have a role to play in what we've been called to do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, which might be you right now, which is totally fine. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So our mission at Cross Creek is that we exist to invite our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. In the last episode, we talked about 
what privilege we have, the privilege we have of inviting people to this rich, satisfying, full, abundant life that Jesus talks about. We get, we get to invite people to that life. So the question is, who are we inviting? And we answer that in that statement. We are inviting our neighbors. Great. So like two couples, we get to invite them. No. Who is our neighbor? Well, first, check out the, the story of the Good Samaritan when somebody asked Jesus who his neighbor was. But really, our neighbors are all the sheeps, <laughs> all the people. Basically, who did God put in your life? See, we all already have a neighborhood to invite. And often, you already know them. You already love your neighbors. In fact, you might even be annoyed by them. These are your actual friends, your family, your coworkers. Yes, the people you, you live with, but also the people you work with and play with and know. See, God has purposely placed every Jesus follower in a neighborhood. It's finding your neighbor is basically using what you do now, the sports you enjoy or the sports your kids enjoy, the hobbies you participate in, your work, your school, using those as opportunities to see who God has put in your neighborhood and who God wants to add to your neighborhood. Why? To convert them, right? To our form of Christianity. Not in the way you're thinking, probably. It's to show them that God loves them, to tell them that God loves them. Not to find projects to save, but to find people, to get to know people, people that God loves, people that need to know that God loves them. And so what are we inviting our neighbors to do? Three things, to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers. See, we, want, we are all in a process of discovering the life Jesus offers. Every Jesus follower is in a continuous process of discovering the life Jesus offers us. We are discovering him, learning to, as Jesus said, recognize his voice. The sheep recognize the shepherd's voice. In fact, three times in this passage, Jesus describes his followers as those who hear his voice and follow him. We're learning to recognize his voice, discovering who he is. It sounds almost too simple right? But this is that full, satisfying, abundant, rich life that Jesus offers. It's eternal life forever and a life to the full now. And in this full life, we find green pasture. Basically, all that sustains a healthy and fulfilled life. We find an intimate and personal relationship with the one who calls us by name who knows everything about you and loves you because of it. We find personal guidance for life as, as he leads us out and as we follow him. We find protection under the guidance of the one who created us, the one who loves us, the one who even died and rose again for us. We are always discovering more and more of who he is and what he is like. And think about it. How do you discover something? You explore. You ask questions. Maybe you talk to somebody who's, who's been there. See, discovery requires the freedom to explore. And so we at Cross Creek want to be a place where people feel free and encouraged to explore. We want to be a people that allow others to ask questions, that allow others to have doubts and not just give them a pat answer, but say, you know what? No question is off limits. Let's discover this together because none of us ever fully 
arrive at knowing everything there is about the life Jesus offers. This whole idea is like this, a pool of, of clean water in the forest and you keep finding, you keep diving in and finding new treasures to pull out. There's always more to discover. And we're not inviting people to a church service. It's more like, come be with me. Come explore what this life is with me. Come discover this with me. The life we discover also is not burdensome. It's not a burdensome religion. It's not an empty tradition. It's true, full life. In fact, it's something we can enjoy. See, the more you discover about this life, the more you enjoy it by doing it, by becoming more like who Jesus would be if he had your life, if he, if he was living through your body, basically. It's not just, this life isn't just something we, we read about or, or study or just sing about. It's not just some religious Sunday service. This life that Jesus offers is something we do. It's something we, we become. It's a life we get to live out every day. See, as we learn his voice, as we come and follow him, as we learn what faith expressing itself through love actually looks like in our lives, we can't help but find a life we enjoy. See, the life Jesus offers is a life of, of freedom, a freedom to be who you were always created to be, a, a life of purpose, of peace. We're free, as Jesus said, free to come and go and find good pasture. See, the more you live the life Jesus offers, the more you enjoy the life Jesus offers. And I'll be clear with you, it's not an easier life. In fact, often it's harder because you'll be making decisions that not everyone will understand. But this life is better. It's more real. It's more fulfilling. It's more confident and peaceful and joyful than anything you've experienced before. And so we want to invite our neighbors to experience this life with us, to enjoy this life with us, to live it out. Because when you, and think about it, when you truly enjoy something, what do you do? You share it, right? We want to share this life with the people we love. We want to invite, we want to invite others to become inviters with us, to share our life so others can share their life with more others. We talked about the Great Commission in the past episodes about making new disciples of Jesus by baptizing them and teaching them what Jesus commanded to, to love each other. And that sounds complicated, but it's not as complicated as that idea might have been presented to you. See, all three of these things that we're talking about, discovering, enjoying, and sharing, can and do happen at the same time. It's just part of the life of a Jesus follower. See, as, you, as we enjoy more, as we discover more, and as we enjoy more, we're also finding more to share. Because if you've experienced it, you can share it. Right? Do you love sports? Or music? Or art? Or knitting? Or, or Pokemon? If you love those things, it's easy to talk about them and, and, and share it. If you enjoy it, you want to and share it with others. Or maybe there's some great experience you had in your life and you want to tell somebody about it. Or when you find a good restaurant, what do you say? Hey, come with me and see how good this food is. It's like an invitation to a party. A good invitation to a party is not a forced invitation. It's not something you have to coerce somebody into or manipulate them to. And there's, if you invite somebody to a party or to come to you with a restaurant and they're busy or they're just not interested, there's no judgment if that invitation's declined. And yeah, with sharing 
the life Jesus offers, there are definitely things we can learn that help us explain what that life is. I think it's important to have ways to explain that. You know, I use a, a five-finger explanation of what it means to follow Jesus. But the key to sharing isn't that you have all the right words and all that. It's the fact that you are sharing what you have experienced. In fact, think about it. That's, that's not hard to share what you've experienced. It's actually kind of easy because it's your story. There's no right way to say your story. It's your own story. It's kind of hard to mess up your own story. And so we invite our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers. See, it's Jesus's offer. We just get to be the ones that hand out the invitations. And this invitation that we get to hand out is not an invitation to a religion. It's not an invitation to a set of beliefs or rituals or an invitation to an event or a club. It's an invitation to new life. A new life that changes basically every moment, changes who you are, and it's with you wherever you go. It's a life of experiencing true forgiveness and acceptance, true love, of experiencing peace with God, with yourself, and with others, both now and forever. It is a full, abundant, rich, satisfying life of being known by and knowing the Good Shepherd. And it's a life that is offered to everyone, no matter who you are, what you've done, or where you are in life. And so what was that, what would that invitation actually look like? Well, it could involve inviting someone, one of your neighbors, to a Cross Creek event, but that's not what really we're talking about here. See, the invitation is as simple as come and see. You see this throughout the story of Jesus, where Jesus says to, to Andrew, come and see where I'm staying. Andrew says to Peter, come and see the Messiah. Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see the man that we've found. It's not an invitation to a, those, those weren't invitations to a church service or, or even a gathering. See, the invitation we're talking is more like, come hang out with me. Come just be with us. It could be an invitation to a backyard barbecue or a play date at a park or a hike in the woods, a trip to the beach, or even a cleanup day at a local park, or, or a project for another neighbor in need. It's inviting people into our life on purpose. It's nothing formal. It's basically come with me, join me as I follow Jesus, and come and see this life that you are invited to. A friend called me last week and he's like, hey, you know, our wives have been doing a lot of homeschool stuff with the pandemic and whatnot, and they are worn out. Let's grab some pool noodles and go to the park and just whack each other and our kids like crazy. And we were gentle. And it wasn't like, yo, you know, this will be good for you. And this is what God has for you. No, it was just come hang out with me. Let's come experience this together. And that's what we're talking about. Inviting people into your life. Because the life we are inviting people to is first demonstrated more than explained. And then it could be explained with actual words and, and, and truth and, and the gospel as interest grows, if interest grows. But the beauty is we don't have to do this alone. In fact, as we said at the beginning, we aren't meant to do this alone because we are doing this together. And this word it's probably the most important part of this mission statement that we've created. In fact, it's probably the most different part 
of this mission statement we've created. See, since the church, since the ecclesia of Jesus is not a place, but a people, we are in this together. This is a mission that cannot be done alone. And so the mission of Cross Creek, the being the local church of Cross Creek, is not just something that is done by staff members or special people. See, we are creating the community of Cross Creek to be a community with a shared purpose. It's this idea of the pastorhood of all believers that Will Mancini and Corey Hartman talk about in their book, Future Church. See, when Martin Luther and the Reformation came, they talked about the priesthood of all believers, that we don't need priests to go to God, we have direct access to God. But as we talked about in the last episode, the temple model has this idea that the pastors now are the ones that have access to God and can and do the teaching and the, and the praying for and the visiting and that type of stuff. But really, we are all called to pastor each other, to be little shepherds of Jesus for each other. We all have the authority and the empowerment to pastor each other, to care for each other, to pray for each other, to teach each other, to walk with each other. So we want to be a community that is focusing our lives on the same mission of inviting our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share with us. That is an ongoing process for all of us. We are doing this together. So, I know that's a lot of information. What can you do now? What can you do to prepare for this very near future? Well, I have two questions you can ask yourself. First, have you discovered a life worth inviting someone to? Have you discovered that life for yourself? See, often I think we don't feel like we can invite others to this life because we're not sure what we've experienced. We're not perfectly secure in our relationship with Jesus. Like, am I really discovering, enjoying, and sharing? What is that? And so I invite you, as I did in the past two episodes, to evaluate yourself based on what we talked about in the last two episodes. Have you been following the shepherd? Or maybe has it been more of a participation in the temple model or in a type of religion? Because there is a difference. Maybe evaluate yourself. What have you been experiencing? So you ask yourself that question, which I know might take a while and might kind of be heavy. But then it's kind of where the, you kind of start getting a game plan because <clears throat> the next question is, who is in your neighborhood? And to find that out, I would say start by praying. God, show me who you put in my life on purpose. And then physically get a piece of paper or your phone and make a list of the people you feel God has put in your life on purpose. And don't go preach to them. Pray for them. Pray, God, if there's a way I can show your love to them, show me what that is. But just pray that God would show himself to them and that they would see how much he loves them. And in the next episode, we will talk about how, the how, of how we plan to do all of this together. So I want to invite you to come with us, to join us. The ecclesia needs you. So let's walk into this future together. See, we experience true life, and we truly experience life together. You are invited to be part of something bigger than you've probably ever imagined. Something that will show you who you were always created to be. You are invited to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together.
that was a lot of information, but really, really good and um, trying to communicate our mission to you guys. Um, we really want you to join in and be a part of this. Um, John asked us two questions to kind of ask ourselves. And the first one was, um, have you experienced the true life um, that Jesus offers us um, that we would be inviting others to? And I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I want you to know if you haven't experienced that um, and you feel like you don't know where to go from there, we want to help you. So we want you to be able to contact us, whether it's through the welcome card or just through emailing us at um, info at yourcrosscreek.com. Any questions you might have, we want to be able to answer that. We could meet with you in person, um, whatever that looks like or whatever you need to have. Um, we want to be there for you guys. And then also maybe you have experienced that, but um, you're ready to not be doing it alone anymore. Speaking to the together part, um, you don't have to do it alone. We have groups and I actually think about Monica and I really started connecting when we actually got in a um, connect group together. And that's when our friendship took off and we were able to talk more about our life um, in Jesus and encourage each other. So. That's a really cool thing to actually have sitting here with me. Um, but we, we want to be able to connect with you and get you connected with not just us, but the other people that are watching this as well. So um, please let us know how we can do that for you. Exciting. Yeah. It's good timing for that too. Fun stuff though. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. It and is fun. That's really good. But we have a giveaway. We do. We do these giveaways every week and we mostly just do them uh, partly because of those three things, discover, enjoy, and share. We can do those with the Life of Jesus mm -hmm. offers, but we can also do those together here in Salem. And part of that is some of the really great businesses in Salem. So uh, we, this week, or last week, featured Tacos Del Sur, mm -hmm. which is in South Salem. Who doesn't Salem. love a taco? Who doesn't love a taco? So we have a winner this week for the $25 gift certificate to Tacos Del Sur, and the winner is, drumroll, Megan. Megan Yay. S, you have Megan. won yourself a lot of tacos or quesadillas or enchiladas or whatever it is you choose maybe you could bring a friend or a sister sure. and go share <laughs> and eat those tacos together but congratulations yeah. and then we're this doing week. this week's giveaway that's the new one it's flip side different kind of food japanese food mm. mana japanese comfort food also in south salem cool also delicious also going to be amazing and it's easy to enter. So we usually post on Mondays, the giveaway post on Instagram or Facebook. So you can comment to enter your name into that giveaway, or you can email us if you're not on social media. That's totally cool. Just send us an email and say, enter me to the giveaway and we will do that. Perfect. And we'll give it away next week. Awesome. So fun. Well, I, I got a lot from this week. I hope everybody else is able to yeah. evaluate through that and then, um, we're excited to share next week. That's right. I'm excited to talk about this one in our connect groups. It's going to be a fun one. Awesome. Yep. Uh, but we have one more thing, and that is our in-person, on-site event in June coming up. So it's practically June. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but after Memorial Day weekend, it's June. And so we have a new For Salem opportunity. And we're going to be going to Woodman Sea Park on June 13th. And we're going to be doing some projects with the city of Salem. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So check out afternoon, the website. Right? Afternoon, 1 yeah. to 3. Check out the website. There will be more information coming. You can RSVP. Let us know you're coming. That way we'll know how many uh, shovels and paintbrushes and things of that nature uh, to gather from the city. 
but we really look forward to that. Yeah. And it's a great time just to do life together and help out our great city of Salem. So podcasters, YouTubers, if you're not in Salem, uh, our challenge to you for June is to just find a way to help out your neighborhood, help out your city, maybe just walk around with your kids and pick up some trash on your street. But it's a great time to do that because the weather's good and there's always something to clean up and make nice. Yep. Cool. So that's it. We'll see you next week. Enjoy these questions. <laughs> Goodbye. And goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> right. Made it. Again? Yeah, 2020. 20. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. A miracle. <laughs> oh, I worked I so hard on this one. <laughs> Your turn! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>